And it's Chris Mack in for Joe and Ed for the next few days. Aaron is back from vacation. It's BetQL Daily. Follow us on Twitter at, well, BetQL Daily. Watch the show on Twitch, twitch.tv slash BetQL. Of course, you know you can listen live coast to coast on the BetQL network and wherever you may be in the world on your Odyssey app, A-U-D-A-C-Y. Download it today and take us with you. Yes, I've got an NBA Summer League bet cooked up for you and lightning bets. Also, we think we've locked in on an MLB total. That all coming up before the end of the show. We've also got just, if, if you've ever, look, I am not the cook in our home. I want to be real clear about that. In our house, I'm lucky if I can make the kids grilled cheese. My wife is the cook <laughs> that she does so wonderfully, all right? But there will be times where, like, she's cooking dinner and, like, as as everything gets put into the oven and everything's starting to come together, there's just stuff thrown about, right? Ingredients. There's a random stalk of celery over there. There's some flour spread out all over the kitchen island. There's just a million things everywhere. We've come to that point in the show where we've just got stuff spread out all over the place. And, and without Paul here, there's... This is not a knock against Jake, who's done a fantastic job of leading the show today. But without Paul here, it feels like we've been left to our own devices and kids have just walked away from the coloring books and left the markers uncapped sitting on the carpet. And so it's a little bit of a mess. It's a little bit of a mess and we got a million things going on right now. All right, Chris, tell me how you really feel about me. Okay. (laughs) You literally told me we had... We had a bunch of different stuff to get to in this segment. We could go in any direction. I think I was going to use the let, term let, smorgasbord, but you decided to just drag Jake. Yeah, I'm just lighting the house on fire with everybody inside, apparently. Jeez. Look, I'm here for two more Jake's days. Jake's the substitute have... teach. You got... no. I'm here for two more days. You guys are never going to have me back after this, so i got to make sure I'm honest, right? i got to go the Justin Jefferson route and tell you what I really think of my career. <laughs> wow. Um, so me and Jake are not in your top five, duly noted. <laughs> no, I've had fun today. This has been fun because we've had so much to talk about, and it's been a little all over the place. It's been Chris good. is sending texts to Joe and Ed like, how do you guys do this every day? What is happening? What, what is, is this really how the show goes, I know. Guys? He said something about, like, the storm. What did he say? Something the I calm to the storm. The and calm I was like, yeah, I am the storm. <laughs> Just turned, just turned into like a bad R and B song. I am the storm. Aaron um, the storm Hawksworth, not bad. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> the, the quiet storm. Oh, All right. Man. So my point was, we got a bunch of st- different stuff we can talk about here in this segment before we get to lightning bets. Um, I know Jake has a few more NFL totals sitting over on that corner of the table. There's LeBron. Let's start there because I had my old man shaking his fist at the cloud moment earlier uh, in the show when I forget what I was complaining about, but I was complaining about something that wasn't really worth the complaining NBA about. players who don't want to take over yes. and take responsibility. And, and Joel Embiid complaining that he doesn't have a strong enough roster around him and trying to worm his way out of Philadelphia. Um, so I know that plenty of people are going to go old man shaking their fist at the cloud on this one. LeBron changing his number back again to 23 because, you know, number six was retired league-wide last year in honor of Bill Russell after his passing. So feel free to go ahead, Aaron, shake your fist at that cloud and tell me why you're tired of LeBron trying to find some reason to remain in the news cycle during the summer when there's nothing else going on. 
So isn't this like the second time in like a week or two that he's done this? He he used the opportunity at the ESPYs to announce that he's not retiring. Okay, so you're going to make it all about you there. Now you're mm-hmm. changing your number again. It's just he's becoming kind of like Aaron Rodgers a bit. Like it's a getting oh, wow. annoying to me. You're trying to find ways to always make things about you. So here's the thing why I do feel bad saying that he does a lot of great things, a lot of great charity work. He's gives back to the community, but it's just kind of like, why? Why? I don't what free agency summer league. You need, you need a little attention right now. Like what are we doing here? I mean, I'll give him credit. He knows when to hit the news cycle when it's absolutely dead and now's the time. So there you go. He jumped on it and told everyone, yep. Going back to 23, not going to wear six anymore. I, it is what it is for me, whatever. Okay, LeBron wants to change his number back. That's fine. I got no problem. I just, he could have done that a year ago when the announcement about number six and Russell came down. He could have said, oh, well, in that case, I, well, I should probably put the number six away and go back to 23. But waiting the whole year, mm, you're, you're right. It does smack just a little bit of... LeBron finding that Aaron Ro- that inner Aaron Rodgers that I think you're right. It's in there somewhere. It's not as str- quite as strong, but it's in there somewhere. Yeah. Could it be that maybe he didn't have the season he would have liked by his own expectations and maybe changing his number again? He's like, I need to shake things up. You know, athletes are superstitious. Yeah. Shake the shake the bad mojo off. Finds although I mean. It, Postseason for them turned out about as well as I think anybody would have expected it to, given the way things went throughout. But the I don't think that was him. Season. He didn't pull like a Jimmy Butler and no, carry the team. You're right. You're right. Uh, maybe he's trying to channel that that younger LeBron, trying to bring that back with the 23. That's what I'm thinking. Maybe I'll yeah, say that's... it wasn't as self-serving. He, you know, he did some soul searching. He was like, you know what? I I need to change something up here. Get back to 23. That's, that's, that's a, you know what? That's a, I like that theory. And that makes me less annoyed with it. So that's good. Um, <laughs> which reminds me, by the way, to check Western Conference odds. This is what happens. We have a conversation and instantly my head goes there. They're fourth. They're tied for third with the Warriors at plus 650 to win the West. So I don't know. We still got a ways oh, to go and who knows what shakes out the rest of the That is not a good enough season. number. Plus 650? Plus 650. No. What would you need to take the Lakers for the West? 24. Something like that. Like 12. 12, Anything bigger than 650. I mean, I think at 12 seems fair. Gosh, anything shorter Uh, than that is. I would take 10. I would take 10, I think, to win the West. Okay, 10. I agree. Okay. What are they doing? Kings, by the way. Uh, to win it all, the Lakers are 12, 12 to one, right there with, uh, well, right there with the Warriors again. That's that seems, like yeah, that the Yankees every year. Like you just never get a good number. I think we're in that territory with LeBron and the yeah. Lakers. Like they're just not going to give goal. us a good number because people would bet it. I mean, the Kings at twenty-five to one to win the West feels like a nice, nice deep sleeper. I'm. I'm all about them taking the learning experience of this past year and and using Man, it to push themselves to the conference finals. I made some nice money finals. on the Kings last year too. I don't hate that mm-hmm. at all. 
Sabonis is my guy. Yeah. <laughs> yep. Okay. So we we shook our fist at the cloud regarding LeBron James. Um, I did, I did want to bring this up because Jake wrote it in the rundown, and I think it's a good question. Like most average everyday sports fans, I don't think sit around for two weeks watching a bunch of tennis during Wimbledon. But it's the closest you're going to come, I think, as an average sports fan to paying close attention to tennis if you don't at all, right? So Wimbledon came down to Novak Djokovic and Carlos Alcaraz. 20-year-old Carlos Alcaraz beats Djokovic yesterday in five sets. It was a marathon. Four hours and 42 minutes. I didn't mind because I talk about degenerate bets, took the over in total games over 42 and a half at even money. So I won that one and I was feeling good about it being a long drawn out marathon match, given the way both had played throughout the tournament, but four hours and 42 minutes. Is there anyone short of the biggest tennis fans in the world? Is there anyone who sat there for all five hours of that yesterday morning? I'm guessing it became like background noise, kind of like you're, you've got it on. Maybe you're cleaning the house. You're doing a little laundry You're checking in Mm -hmm. and you're like, Oh wow. The kid might pull this off. I mean, he, I'm a little mad at myself because I woke up yesterday morning and I'm like, okay, this thing gets started at nine. I'm, I've got Alcarez two to one in my bet slip thinking I'm going to hedge because before the tournament started, I bet Djokovic at minus 160. I usually never bet things like that, especially a future. Like, I mean, what if the dude got injured? I'm like, I got to wait like a month to cash this ticket at minus 160. But I'm thinking this guy's so dominant. He's going to win Wimbledon. Like, who are we kidding? Right. Right. So I'm yesterday morning. I've got Alcaraz two to one plus money in my bed slip. I'm like, should I hedge? Should I hedge? Should I hedge? I decide not to hedge because I'm like, you know what? That means oh. you're just not confident in your bet to begin with. And then yep. things start unraveling and I'm freaking oh. out. I wish I would have hedged. I mean, I could have done some live betting, but then you know how that can go sometimes. Now you're chasing. It's like, yeah. what are we doing? And then doing? it just, yeah. The, I was going to double down. starts. Yeah. Yeah. So I just stopped and it is what it is. I'm a little bummed that I did that, but I mean, congratulations to the 20 year old and the, the post game uh, press conference from Djokovic just saying how good he is. And he's never played a player like him, how he has a little Rafa. He has a little bit of himself and like, he is the real deal. Also, you mentioned it. The thing almost went five hours. Imagine having a bet that you think is going to be wrapped up in the morning and it goes five out. You're like sweating this thing out. I'm like, and of course the 20 year old with the fresh legs wins it. I mean, it was a marathon. you knew it was over when Djokovic slammed his racket off the, the net post. Yeah. And, like, you could tell kind of stunk, gave himself a stinger on the wrist and was sitting there flexing his arm the entire next game. Um, but, yeah, it was, I think, a little bit of a, a changing of the guard maybe, or at least the beginning of a changing mm-hmm. of the guard in men's tennis yeah. at Wimbledon yesterday. All right, Jake cooked him up. I know he's got a couple more NFL totals for us to go over or under on, so let's do that before we run up against lightning bets. Jake, what do you got? 
Yeah, you know, sorry, sorry to uh, burden you with this, and you know, this the crayons left all over the place. My bad, but uh, we do. That was a compliment. A <laughs> the fact that you're free form and creative. It was a compliment, Jake. Thank you. I'm gonna put. I'm gonna frame that and put it on the mantelpiece from Chris Mack. Put your LinkedIn yeah. profile. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right. We do have a couple more totals. Uh, a rushing total for Tony Pollard, who obviously ended the season with that injury, was gonna miss a lot of time, but now saying he's gonna be ready for Week One. He's gonna be ready for training camp. Also lying, saying that he feels faster than he was them pre-injury. Why do athletes do that? Why lie? That's like, who cares? Like, stop. Weird. Anyway, his total is at 1,025 and a half yards. He had 1,007 last year when he was splitting time with Zeke. Now he's the main guy. Ooh. Oh, this is a tough one for me. Um, 1,025. I mean, as the, as the RB1 in Dallas, if he doesn't hit that number, then it's just a miserable failure for him and the entire offense. So I'm going to say over, but I'm not supremely confident in that, Aaron. Yeah. First of all, during the show about an hour ago, I got an alert that the Cowboys and Tony Pollard, it is unlikely they will get a deal done by the deadline. Mm -hmm. So that's already a little bit of bad vibes on it. I just can't stomach having a season-long bet on a running back going over anything. It's just – I just can't do it. So I, I would just blindly bet the under here because I'm not, I just can't do it. Running backs overs. Saquon, I could see, but you know, he's kind of an outlier, you know? Um, I'm not, I, yeah, I'm going under. So that's a GTFO, right? Is that where we're playing here? Yeah. Yeah. I forgot we can, we can the name. Oh yeah. Or GTFO. Yeah. Over that's under cool. it's over under. You know what, Aaron? Whatever it's it's your you show. It it's whatever Aaron. you want it to be. It's Aaron's yes. world. It's the Storm's now. world. We're just living in it. Yeah. <laughs> oh Give boy. us one more, Jake. All right, next one. Uh, this one is a receiving total, since we know Aaron's just going to go uh, blind r- unders for rushing. This one's a receiving one. Amon Ra St. Okay. Brown, 949 and a half. Ooh. <sighs> what did he have last year? Nine, would you say 949 and a half, Jake? Um, Yes. He's over. He's over that. He's over. Absolutely. 1161 last year on 106 catches. I think Detroit will be, they're not going to be the darling and take over the NFC that everybody expects them to, um, to be. But I do think he has another big productive year. And so give me the over. Yeah, I'll take the over on on, on Amon Ross St. Brown. Hmm. Did he? How many games did he miss last year? Did he miss any? Played all sixteen. I feel like I. Or, or okay. so. Play, I'll go one, over two. One. I mean that there's okay. a discrepancy between you know his total for this season and what he did last year. I think he'll go over. Thanks for picking up the crayons, Jake. Much appreciated. Uh, coming up, we got to get you some lightning bets. <laughs> we tell you where we're going with tonight's action. Chris Mack in for Joe and Ed. Aaron Hawksworth alongside, making sure the boys behave. BetQL Daily presented by BetMGM. We get ready to wrap things up next right here on the BetQL Network.